Hello and welcome to the Snap Food Co- Podcast. My name is Jay Wang, aka Justin, and I'm joined by my co-host Kaima, aka Kin. Kaima, how you doing today? Uh, not bad, Justin. Uh, hey, Justin, why does Scarlet Witch need glasses? Scarlet Witch needs glasses because she because she lost her vision. <laughs> I was oh, I was like she can't see, she can't read, she can't Okay, okay, no, that was okay, A one, that's the new one. You're gonna I don't know how you're gonna top that one next week. Okay. If if you're new here, Snap Foo is a podcast about Marvel Snap, the two thousand twenty two mobile game of the year. It's the game we all love to play, watch and have engaging discussions around. And that's why Kaima and I are here today. We dive into anything and everything and all things related to Marvel Snap. So please remember to give us a like and subscribe, a rate and review, but most importantly to just sit back and enjoy the show. Now we are recording this on our new time slot, Thursday night, 4.20. And since the last pod, we've had a the monthly patch come out. And with the patch, some characters were adjusted. And there were some general updates and some data mines. But most importantly, we, th- we think we found Kitty Pride. Yes. Uh, so, as you know, Kitty Pride has been disabled for about a month, if not more. And finally, finally, the folks at Second Dinner have spoken about her compensation and future return. Um, so, they acknowledged that Kitty Pride was bugged and they couldn't fix it in time for this particular patch. Uh, they have began to roll their compensation. So, and it says later, or you should get that in your mail right now if you haven't received it already. Um, but the compensation is all current Kitty Pride owners, so that's whether you bought her in the shop or were lucky enough to open her in a crate, you will get 8,000 tokens. Uh, back. So if you happen to spend the 6,000, you get that back and plus an extra 2,000 tokens. And you get a special Kitty Pride base avatar. Well, it's not special. Everybody can get it later on when they get the card back. Uh, but those people who had Kitty Pride will get it now. Um, in addition, oh, so you can you can flex on people. Yeah. So you can. I'm rocking that right now. <laughs> That's good. The Kitty Pride well, avatar. I- and another thing I was going, I mentioned this on Twitter, like when you, as a, if a, if you were a spender like yourself, 6,000 tokens, Yes. one month later, 8,000 back, yes. that's 33% return on investment in one month. <laughs> that's... Where, where are you going to get those kinds of gains yeah, in that... the markets, in this, in this game, that's not nowhere to be found. That's, you made a good choice, sir. <laughs> that's not bad at all. And in addition, <laughs> uh, in the May patch, all players will receive the reworked Kitty Pride for free. So this is a good compensation, I think. I think it addresses most people. I think most people would be happy about that. I certainly am happy. Even though I spent the 6,000 tokens, I get it back plus the 2,000. Um, and then people you know, who didn't care about Kitty Pride, get it for free. I think the only people who are a little bit upset are the ones who pinned it and were going to pull the trigger, but didn't. And then she got cancelled and now they kind of missed out on 2,000 tokens. 
I mean, that's such like an edge case of a small section of the Venn diagram. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, but there... what can you? What 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 was what would be, would be your reason that you didn't buy it? Like you were waiting waiting to you either didn't have the full balance. Yeah. Or like you were driving, so you couldn't <laughs> actually buy it. Like. Wait, come on. I mean, you had a couple of days. I guess, like, if you're either A, hesitant, or B, you're missing that one small bundle or one small crate to get it. That's what I mean. You're, like, yeah. 5,800. <laughs> yeah. And you're, like, okay, I just have to do a few more missions, and I'll get the thing, and I'll get the chest, and da-da-da-da. Right. But I bet during that time she got canceled, you're probably thinking, man, good thing I didn't spend those tokens, right? Exactly, because you didn't know what the compensation was. So now it's the buyer's... <laughs> No, not buyer's the remorse. The not buying remorse. Yeah, it's like hindsight. <laughs> it's the remorse. <laughs> what do they say? Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? I mean, you yeah, can't I, you can't like go to the stock market and say like, no, 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 I was going to buy that stock, you know, but I didn't, but I was going to, so I should get the gains on that. It doesn't work. Yeah, that give way. me. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> so, but I mean, I think this is a good compensation. Um, it's in line with the compensation they gave before, like in the beta. Um, I don't know if like you listeners have experienced before in the beta, but they had this Nexus event, which was widely disapproved by most of the community as a gotcha. And as an apology, they gave everybody a free Jane Foster card and any gold that you spent on this Nexus event, which was basically like opening crates for like 180 gold and hoping that you get either a variant or a card, but most people are getting uh, credits and boosters so they decided that wasn't a good thing they refunded everyone's <laughs> gold and they gave everyone a jane foster card so this is a similar compensation so hopefully i mean i i assume they did this so that they wouldn't discourage people from spending their tokens on cards yeah they have to like keep some integrity that was said in the notes in of all the releases so people have confidence to make the next month's or uh, next following week's purchases without being subject to lockouts or bugs or, 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 or. Right. I mean, I, uh, I think you may, you, you reminded me something when you said Nexus event. So like the whole credits and boosters was essentially the progression track for anybody that was series three complete. Right. Before the token shop got implemented. Right. Like it was such a slog to just get like, anything of value when you were playing yeah uh so thank goodness for the token shop so yeah like those the back back end those and even before then like it, yeah it's just sucked yeah it's it's definitely a step in the right direction right and like at this point you almost want to have the card that you purchased get like screwed up so you can get your 2000 extra tokens and the card for free i'm actually curious not saying okay like that stuff, unplanned stuff, un unforeseen like circumstances and events can occur. But I'm really curious how the if it was related to the fundamental change in the game engine being a reason why she couldn't be fixed. How it passed their testing environment. Yeah. To make it in, make its way into production as it was uh, it was was released. That that sus a little sus to me. Right. I mean... Like, were they using two different builds of the game? Like, one with the engine A and engine B? And she, like, it doesn't... I, that's... 
I'd be curious to hear the story like 10 years from now. Yeah. When, like Ben Brode's getting ready to retire. <laughs> what happened with Kitty Pride? He's like, yeah. Um, yeah, so like whatever the back end is, like maybe they have a specific testing grounds where they have um, caveats for like future cards that are not in our current build. And that was messing something up there. I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing. Um, but whatever well, how would that changed the engine of the game, the, which is the pick up, the drop and pick, drop and pick. Yeah, I mean, there's, the only... there's, I mean, what do they say? You change one thing, you change a thousand things, right? So there just might be one slight variant off that is in their testing ground that is not in the live testing ground. Um, I'm not a software designer, so I don't know what that would be. That would be my guess as to why it would be different. So, I mean, in future, you should just, I don't know. It's not an exact copy. And that's yeah. hard to maintain, like, two parallel systems exactly the same. Right. Minus the the card that you're trying to test, too. So, I, I mean, I can appreciate that. Yeah. And it seems like they can't fix that interaction at all. Because they said in the next month, when they do give Kitty Pride for free, uh, they're going to change the way she actually plays. So before is Kitty Pride was a 1-0 card, and you can return this to your hand to gain plus 2 power. So the new design for Kitty Pride is she's still a 1-0 card, but when this returns to your hand, plus 2 power, uh, it returns at the start of each turn. So you don't do it manually. So at, it's kind of like Luke's bar. At the end of every turn, she'll just come back into your hand, if there's space, I assume. Well, this is at the start of the turn. Okay, so no, you could still be full though, right? Like you could... I think it, the the distinction is just like whatever happens at the end of the turn still happens with her right. on the board, right? And then you get her back, but uh, with her available to play at the next on the next turn. But if your hand is full, does she come back? That's what I'm saying. Uh, that's a good point. Probably right. not, unless she has a special slot just for her. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, yeah, so that's... No, yeah, so I don't think she would break that rule. That's yeah. a good uh, thing to, to note, because you could do some Moon Girl thing after her on right. five. Yeah, so... Or what's the other one? That copies two cards? Or like some Wong, if you have Wong on the board, and do White Queen, or just something to get your hand to seven. Yeah. It, it's pretty easy to get seven, or someone plays Master Mold on you, right? Right. Then you get seven. Um... So they they mentioned that so it does return to your hand automatically and they mentioned that you can beast her back and she'll still get plus two card but one less cost. So beasts like when you pick up a card they cost one less so she'll be like a zero card but she'll still retain the plus two power. Whereas before when you brought her back with beast she wasn't getting the power up. So yeah, that was like the bug, right? Yeah. So they they change it so that no matter how she returns to your hand she'll get plus two power. So whether you pick her up with Beast or like Falcon or you play her in Luke's bar, she comes back automatically, plus two power. Um, so yeah, I guess, I mean, we'll have to see like how she works out. I'm not sure what happens if your hand is full. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. What about on turn six now? So the old kitty on turn six she could just stay on the board. You wouldn't have to spend one mana to play her out again. Right. So you do have to spend the energy to get her back out on the board unless you've already beasted her. 
So on turn six, you'll have to play her, otherwise she'll yeah. just stay in your hand. Right, and that's not what was the point of that. If you've already at that point boosted yeah. her. So that's the downside. She's not as good. Well, no, the, another thing that you could, um, that's bad against, that's really rampant right now, is Sandman. Yes. <laughs> so in the old kitty, if she's already on the board and Sandman's played, yeah, you then don't... you obviously won't waste your only card that you can play on by picking her up and only to, right, you would just play another card. Right. Play, I mean, you leave her, you would leave her on the board and just play your other card. But now, now she... Oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> now she's Sandman, stuck. because of the patch, we're going to talk about the patch, but because of the patch, Sandman's is it's like Sand City. Every, he's everywhere right now. Yes. And Kitty Pride, when we finally got around to... she Had she worked the way she was, she'd be super fun right now, or she would have been, I guess, for the like, last month. Right. And then now we'll turn into just going back to the bottom of like pile, because... Sandman or Wave on the board, like, forget it. That You can't... What are you going to do with Kitty Pride? Yeah. You spent all game beefing her up, and then <laughs> you're stuck holding her. Yeah, so that's, like, one energy you've wasted, like, every game. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> every turn. What can you do? You could, like, Professor X on her to hold her there, or something like that. Yeah, you could do that, or make sure your hand is full, I guess, if it works that way. Um, Or you can just do Sandman and Jeff. I mean, sorry, you can do Kitty Pride and Jeff. You know, the cat and the shark combo. To get her out. So. But you don't need Jeff to do that. You're just saying, just play Jeff because... Well, no, <laughs> but you're that just, way you can play two cards, right? Yeah, but that's turn six. You're playing only three energy worth of cards. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a really yeah, high-powered kitty at this point, right? So you don't want to waste that. So, uh, oh man, that sucks. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, but at least she's free. So yeah, it's a free card at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. folks. You don't like I'm her, not don't use her. Complaining about free, yeah. right? Like she doesn't. She's probably better than like more than I. I'm gonna guess half of the one cards if I had to guess. Yeah, I that's mean, without like having my. I don't have my phone on me, my game, but. Um, like the highest power one card yeah. now is Ebony Maw, right? At yeah. one seven. So, I mean, Kitty Pride can far exceed that. Especially if you're going into turn 7 with Limbo. Yeah, so... Yeah. I think she's still viable. I mean, this is all just theory crafting. We'll have to wait and see. But I think she has a place in the game. Yeah, she'll be fun in bounce decks. Collection. She doesn't... Like, no one else has, like, that mechanic. Or, um... Yeah, so let's see how many. There's four times one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's almost 32, including her, one cards in the game. I think I have everyone. Yeah. So, I mean, so, amongst those, I think she's pretty high she, up. She, she's better than Ghost, and I paid for <laughs> Ghost. Why are you hating on Ghost? You know what, I'm going to get Ghost, just to prove you wrong. No, okay, good luck. <laughs> you're you're going to wish you get a re <laughs> the Ghost is broken, you get a refund on, on that card, too. Okay. Okay, so with, with the patch, 
Yeah, so we we had the Kitty Pride finally. She, Kitty Pride is freed. We know what's where she is. We found her, and we'll see her next month. Hopefully, they I don't they at the end of the day they they, they said hopefully the May patch right. It wasn't guaranteed. Um, or, I can't remember, but okay, it would behoove them to say hopefully and not. Okay, will be no no no. It's it's will be okay. okay. So definitive, perfect. So we'll we'll follow up with that when the patch comes, but with um. With this patch, there were all obviously some some characters, some cards tweaked, and finally the the leader of the uh, women of Wakanda, Shuri, the most hated, <laughs> the most annoyed. Not I would say annoyed, the most feared. <laughs> Nobody liked playing the game because of of how good Shuri was. So they've made her. Finally, attacking the root cause of the problem of like two thirty card lanes instead of like more tweaking to Red Skull and Taskmaster, they just you know fix the problem at right. the source. So previous, we all know Shuri four two on reveal double the power of the next card you play. Updated Shuri on reveal, basically the same thing, but the wording is play the card here, here as in the same lane. Yes. And I'm going to shout out to Kaima, because if you listen back to last week's pod, we were forecasting, guessing what we thought the change would be. And Kaima, you just predicted the future. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed she would be like Shuri's lab, the location, which is double the power of the next card you play here. So I just figured that's probably what they would do. Yeah, so by doing this now, uh, it's been said before by many others, but the obvious change is that, or the prevention is caught. You can't hide Cosmo, uh, or hide the big thing behind Cosmo, because if Cosmo's in the same lane as Shuri, then inherently the power can't go off because it's on reveal being blocked. Right. So it forces you then to play into the other two lanes and the um, therefore exp- is more exposed, let's say. Uh, to counterplay, right? Even yeah, like yes, you can put an armor there, but the card itself would still be su- like subject for for Valkyrie, for example, yes. to change the strength. Um, and Shadow King, right? And the <laughs> <laughs> and Shadow King could put you back to your base power. Uh, so it. More just more counterplay, more telegraphed on the uh, person who's trying to do the counter where to make that move, and I think it worked because no one's playing this card anymore. Yeah, I I haven't seen it as much. It makes a big difference. Like I was trying to or thought maybe I could. I played. I was playing Nimrod for just kicks, like for funds and Shuri and then I can't just stick Nimrod where it's convenient mm-hmm. I have to put him in the same lane right and then that that breaks like the um the follow up where I can do Arnim Zola right because before Nimrod would be in its own lane as a 10 cost but now he's now it's 50-50 with Shuri right but the good thing with that is if you play Shuri and they have a Shang-Chi counter and you play Nimrod, that's the ultimate troll, because he'll destroy your 10 Nimrod and split him. 
Yeah, maybe that's the move now. <laughs> yeah. Instead of playing Red Skull, you play Nimrod. Yeah, 40 chess. So I think what they did worked. Was it like a neutering event? Like what they did to Leader last year, which we'll mention because Leader got changed this time around. Yes. We'll uh, see how the how you call it the cook how the cookie crumbles here, but. Yeah, I think she's still like viable. She hasn't been like completely gutted. Um, so far as to say, like they even left a note here saying we're taking a risk here, and that this nerf could leave Shuri still a strength outlier, and if so, we'll react quickly. Yeah, so they're still monitoring, and I mean, forty-eight hours in, <laughs> I think what they did worked. Right. Did it work too much where they'll tweak it again? I don't know. Well, they might have to wait. Like they have to collect the data because, for in the example of leader, it's. I think they did his change like end of last year. Yeah, something like that. It's it's call it like four months now, maybe even five. Okay. But Glenn is saying here, or whoever, sorry, whoever posted the second dinner is saying they'll react quick. So hopefully they'll do something sooner than five months. Right. With the, no, the new OTA changes, they can just tweak the dials on that, I guess. Oh, so maybe that's what it means. Yeah. They'll just give her give her a little extra power. <laughs> make, make her a negative nine. <laughs> okay, so that was the, the first card and the big card. The next card that was impacted was Leech. Now, Leech, as we all know, the green bastard, <laughs> was a 5-3 on reveal. Remove the abilities from all cards in your opponent's hand. Updated Leech. Still a 5-3. Now reads, at the start of turn 6, remove all abilities from cards in your opponent's hand. And it's not an on reveal anymore. It's just like a natural ability type card. Right. So that's his thing. This is what he does. Yeah. So this prevents like... Early leech, right? Yeah, which was the most like debilitating, being on the receiving end like just sucked. Yeah, Tur turn four leech. Say <laughs> like, well, turn. There goes my hand. Turn, turn three, turn three leech, and then the old, like before the Quinjet nerf even. Right, like it's just like terrible. Yeah, I, so this is a this is a good change. Have you experienced this yet? I haven't seen very much leech. Right. But when I did see it, I I was able to mentally prepare for it. Like in a couple of cases, they did the Electro Leech or Wave Leech. So I still had a couple of turns where my car, I could plan around what cards I was going to try to dump first. Right. Because I knew on my last turn. And then, um, yeah, it didn't feel as bad. I still got to play you know, five out of the six turns with the cards I brought to the game. Right. Which is, again, their point of playing these games. Uh, and it matches. I think, it, yeah, it matches all along what they've been saying in the, how you call it, in all the second dinner art goals for this card, which is to prevent big six turn six plays. Right. And this, by changing the text on his box to... To what it is now, it, it that it does exactly it does literally that it doesn't prevent or stop other turns from playing out. Yeah, I think this is a good change. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I like it. 
it's not too bad. He still does what he does. But just like, if you do it early, then, you know, you get a chance to play out all your cards. Yeah. Maybe they'll make, uh, they'll put like Leech's brother in and make him like, at the start of turn five, <laughs> remove all your <laughs> remove like all negative effects on your card, maybe for just turn five, and they'll do another one turn four, turn three, yeah, yeah. They can't they can't have like the super card that does it for all the turns forever, and which was the old leech, and yeah. So yeah, at least you have if you it's good play leech early, or you get played, or if you get leech early, at least you have a chance to figure some stuff out. So, yeah, it's not bad. I think so. It it maintains the feel of the card. Like, it's posed for just completely changing the way his ability was supposed to work. Right. Right, they still kept it the same theme. Didn't have to touch his power or cost. And it... Yeah, I know it's good. It's good. Oh, it's fair, but now he's not being... Abused. Um, right, like overly played, which is what they were aiming for, so... Right. Do you want to read the next one? Yeah, so next change is to Lockjaw. Uh, so previously, Lockjaw was a 3-cost 2-power card. After you play a card here, you swap it with a card in your deck. So previously, you could dump like up to 3 cards into the Lockjaw lane, and it would cycle through and give you a different card. Uh, the updated, on the same turn. On, on the, the same, same turn. turn, right. Yeah. So the updated change is after you play a card here, swap it with a card in your deck, but once per turn. So people were abusing, like, you know, playing zero-cost cards, one-cost cards, and dumping them in just so they could recycle them for better cards. So you're dumping in a one-cost card, hopefully getting a six-cost card with higher power. Right. And yeah, you spent, you're spending, like, zero to three. Yeah. Uh, energy and getting back potentially six, like 18 energy worth of cards. Right. And yeah, that, that's cheating out way too much. Yeah. yeah. So they changed this so that you can only do this once per turn. So this is much better. So you can't abuse it as much. Um, and it does make for some new interesting lockjaw plays. So like you can dump a card in and then, you know, play a card that you actually want and keep that card there. Yeah, I was reading, so I, I myself haven't played any Lockjaw since the patch, but I was reading others. So it's the interaction, what, the first card you put in does the, the fishing. Right. Right? And then the, any other cards after, on the same turn that you put, just, just play like a normal card and just stay. Right. So, for instance, you could okay. fish a card and then drop an armor, right? And hopefully you'll get that effect or something like that. What about... Um, you put the the wasp in the mm -hmm. fish, right? And then you get Jane, and you get Jane on the same lane because now the, this happened before. Like I would want to play Jane to get it. Now I can get it back, right? But I didn't want Jane to go into the deck either. I want Jane, and then now that's a big powered lane now, and you can fish again. See, see now, I think a better play would be to fish with Thor's hammer, and then play Jane and get. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I own the wise. Of course, yeah, that would be the optimal yeah. uh, zero cost. So you drop in Thor's hammer, and then you play Jane. Yeah. You get Thor's hammer back. You throw him in again. Yeah. Yeah, so then Thor's in a different lane, obviously. Right. And then your lockjaw lane's going to be 
well, hopefully you get something. It will be hopefully close to 20 at that point. And then you play it hammer twice. Thor is going to be basically 20. Or yeah, 15 to 20 with another card. Right? He's like plus 6 every time, right? On the hammer? Yeah. Actually, you know what? This could have worked before. You don't have to play Jane in the Lockjaw uh, lane. No, you play in a different lane. But yeah. then you just lose the power. Like the 3... What's Lockjaw? 3-2? Yeah. You just don't get like that you can't just concentrate your power in two lanes you have to spread it across three yeah um so i yeah i think like like you can so turn six for instance right you can do a gamble and drop a zero cost card and drop an odin on top of that and hopefully fish for something good that odin will like double up So that allows for oh. that. You, you, see what, you see what I mean? So you can do like... Yeah, you go fishing and then you hope yeah. the card that pops up is an on-reveal. That yeah. then Odin can... And then you drop uh, Odin and then... I see, because when it stuff. pops up, it's going to do... It's on its own. Right, and then Odin will do that. Yeah, and then Odin will do it again. Yeah, yeah that's a good one too. Yeah, so hopefully you fish for Gambit and then Odin will pop up. So you can do like Gambit like on turn six, right? Or you can drop like... Because before it was hard to drop Wong into that lane. Right? Because Wong would always get fish. So you could drop like a card to fish for and then drop Wong. And then you can get the Wong effect. Yeah, yeah. That could be you set up the deck in a way where you only have ongoing or not on reveals. Yeah. Uh, left. Yeah, and then. Yeah, that might be that a, like interesting. You, you should do that because since you're <laughs> at infinite. Yeah, I could mess around with that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> the lock jaw on reveal. Troll deck. Yeah, like... Yeah. What's it called? Yeah, Thor would make sense. Jane to draw all the zeros. Doctor Doom. Yeah. Basically anything that will like affect that lane, uh, you can drop afterwards, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, admittedly, I haven't been playing much Lockjaw since the patch. If, or even before the patch, I wasn't really... I always, I never liked that, uh, how you call it, the gambling <laughs> roulette dice roll feeling with him, with Lockjaw. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, speaking that's of my reason. speaking of gambling, uh, two cards, they've sort of removed the gambling aspect of those cards. Right? So that would be America Chavez. They made a change to her. Uh so previously is you always draw this card on turn six and not before she was a six cost nine power card now she's still a six cost nine power card but she starts on the bottom of your deck so draw this on turn six uh so before yondo would always destroy chavez because as you're thinning your deck chavez would always shuffle to the top that's how she worked before she would shuffle to the top and then you go down a level so eventually she would be the next card in your deck and Yondo always destroyed her. So now they moved her to the bottom of your deck always. Yeah, it starts the game. At the bottom of your deck. So that way Yondo yeah. doesn't like smash her up. It's always random. No, well, no Yondo will still... Sorry, the top, top, top card. Yeah, so it'll be like based it's on just like... Won't... Chavez won't be pinned to the top because of how they program the the draw anymore. Right. She um could it I mean okay, so what could 
as long as your deck doesn't get reshuffled during the game. Right. Right. She should the Yondu the pinning at the top where then you have to draw the second card shouldn't happen anymore. Yeah. So they said they did this to restrict because it restricted their ability to print cards that interact with the top of your deck. So that's why they decided to move Shavas to the bottom of the deck. So right off the top of my head, I'm thinking it's because of Howard the Duck and Iron Lad. So those are new cards that are coming out. Howard the Duck is if you tap this card, you can see what the next card is. So if you have America Chavez in your hand, it's always America Chavez, right? So that's boring. And Iron Lad will always copy the text of your top card. So again, if you have America Chavez on top, it will always copy America Chavez. So I think by doing this, it allows them to make... Iron Lad and Howard the Duck feasible with America Chavez in your deck. Yeah, I think that's the right way to go to do it. Yeah. The only I, yeah. problem is is that now Cable will always take America Chavez. That's right. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing too. Yeah, that's I fine. like that because uh, being on a receiving end of a Cable steal Right. You would never know what card he took from you. That's true. I didn't think of it. But the now, but now you know. Or I mean, if you have Chavez and she's at the bottom, yeah. Now, now you know every time when Cable takes from you, you know what card he got. Gone. So I, that's what I like about that change. And then as a Cable player, then it is what it is. Like that's. Yeah, I mean, you, a six nine is not bad, right? Yeah, you're just. Unless you also yeah, they're not going to re-release cable. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine. Um, but in terms of like gambling, Jubilee was changed, right? So previously she was a four-cost, one-power card. On reveal, add a card from your deck to this location randomly. So that was a gamble with Jubilee of which card you would get. Now the update is still a four cost one power card, but on reveal, add the top card of your deck to this location. Yeah. So now it's no longer a gamble if you have Howard the Duck because you can see what card she's going to bring forward. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like an instant synergy with those May cards. Yeah. And, and if you, you might want to, so you either tap, so you tap and see, and then if you have, what's his name, the other one? Iron Lad. Iron Lad. Then you can decide if you want to, Iron Lad gets you a copy of it. Right. And then you can draw the card. Yeah, so Iron Lad will become that card. with uh, Jubilee. Yeah, so that would be pretty good, right? That will be very good. So yeah, so there's a deck right there. <laughs> Howard Duck, Iron Lad, Jubilee, and Chavez. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Right. So top you... card, top card. Yeah, that will be a good. Like you just now. Well, and then they update the word choice. So now when you're searching in your deck builder, you could type the word top card, and then like all the. Oh, that's true. Right, that's this is these quality these quality changes where like they make big diff subtle differences when when people are experiencing like newcomers to the game or now like you want to build a deck around this 
quote unquote synergy. Yeah. Right? You wouldn't be able to without this word change, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to easily like know this. Yeah. So now you have a top card synergy. You can build a top yeah. card deck. So let me think, would there be any more you think coming in? Probably uh, aligned with um uh, just, Cable and Yondu. <laughs> I mean, just those two. Oh, yeah, Yondu. So Yondu would be in that search, right? Yeah. Yondu's taking from the top. Okay. Yeah, so you could, like, destroy their top card. <laughs> yeah, you can do, like, a whole top card theme deck if you wanted to. An upper deck, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not bad. Um... Yeah, so stay tuned for for May. We we have we did a we cover we did cover all the data mine uh, stats, and if they're subject to change, we'll find out on the release. Right. May's going to be an exciting month with um, <clears throat> new new this new effect of the top cards, and of course high ev evolutionary coming as well to give this interaction that we haven't seen yet. But let's focus on the rest of the patch. So we have the last change the last card that was affected and it was the other green bastard that <laughs> no one liked but guess what he's back now so this is leader now leader before was basically a useless card he was six seven on reveal copy all the cards your opponent played but to <laughs> the right on your side it was just this weird very uh uncomfortable or awkward alignment of yeah like it just never it just people stopped playing him. You couldn't stagger or get the result that you needed to. Now he is a six-two, so back to his old um, power. But now reads on reveal: copy the enemy cards with S in bracket with the highest power played this turn, but on your side. So now this is going back to the leader of old where if you have the lead you can likely secure the lead or, or continue to have the lead after the turn because you are copying just the highest cost card yes um especially with sandman and that is why sandman i believe oh yeah is is just running rampant everywhere because the shuri nerf and the leader buff and you're can only play obviously if you can only play one card if both players can only play one card and leader's going to copy it i'm still i'm in the lead i'm still going to win yeah so yeah sandman leader is very powerful now right if you can only play yeah. the one card because the only counter to leader would be to play like a lesser card get that out and then play your big card somewhere else um but but leader will still copy the big card yeah only the big card though because before oh, he sorry sorry Lee, okay sorry I see what you mean yeah the, so the before... sum of that little the power of the little card still needs to be what pushes you over yeah so before or like, like it has to be like a one cost different like you purposely would play like maybe a four power and a three power together yeah because split them just in case right so. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. I mean, like, it's it's better than before where Leader just copied everything. So, like, it was just like an instant win card because Leader would get his power plus whatever he played. Uh, so now it's only the highest cost card. 
So it says cards bracket S, right? So which means if you play like two, three power cards, he'll copy both of those. And if those are your yeah. highest cards. Um, but he won't copy everything. So there is a bit of um, a way you can counter that. Well, there's also this in the mind game now, like if you, like say both players copy leader or play leader. Right. Then it's like who flips up first. Yeah. <laughs> I always get confused like how the interaction works. So if I flip first, my leader copies first. I think that's the second leader that ends up being the in the advantageous situation. Yeah, so let's say the, the sec I copy yours and then you copy mine plus the one I copied off of you and then you end up with three leaders. The second player. I think that's what happens. So if if you're playing as leader, you would want to go last. That's right. right. Because here's a counter I'm thinking of two leader. Uh, if I was going last, I would play Shang-Chi and She-Hulk. Right? Okay, so you skip turn five to do that. Right. So I play Shang-Chi and She-Hulk. So that way, I get Shang-Chi and She-Hulk copied. And then they'll copy my highest power card, which is She-Hulk. Oh, no, that doesn't work, though. He goes second. How does How would this work? It, it, oh, Shang Chi. I know what you're trying to say, yeah, but yeah. Shang, by going first, Shang Chi's not going to destroy anything on their end. Yeah, so you would want to go second. So if the leader will copy the She Hulk, and then you reveal Shang Chi and She Hulk and blow up their She Hulk. Yeah, that's one counter. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Or death, something like that. Yeah. So Shang Chi plus another high, 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 high higher than nine, <laughs> higher than nine caught nine power card. Yeah. So that would be the counter. Um, yeah, so at least he's back. He's not broken. Left to be seen. They're, I feel like um, Sandman might get tweaked. It doesn't make sense to touch uh, leader again. Yeah. The way things are looking right now. Maybe they make, instead of... Sandman went from a big jump, right? He went from 4-1 to 5-5. Right. Maybe he gets turned at like five three with Lee with Leech. I don't know. I yeah. think people will still do what they're doing though. Yeah, hard to say, I guess. So, what do you think, Justin? You you like these changes? Yes, overall, I'm very happy with this patch. The changes were significant, and have obviously shifted the meta to have. Um, like Thanos, Lockjaw is not prevalent. Shuri, Red Skull is not that prevalent, if at all. And then that leaves those zoo-style decks. So um, these Sarah decks playing Hitmonkey and Bishop, or Bounce decks, or like Patriot Zoo decks, uh, which we were the next best thing. But then, of course, Sandman just shuts all that down. So I think that's why Sandman is... And with the leader change, is the current shiny thing that everyone likes to play with. Yeah, I, and I, all those cards are like not the expensive cards. Like everyone should have if you're if you're like series pool three complete. 
like uh-huh. Odin, Arrow, Doctor Doom, Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good change. Electro, like, yeah, it's... Do you think they should change Red Skull back now that they've initiated the Shuri nerf? Yeah, why not? Right. Because Red Skull wasn't that, really that the can, problem. An o, that can be an OTA change next week. That's true. Just change him back. Or change him a little bit. No, and, and you know what? They'll change him and he'll just get thrown in that Sandman deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you change one thing, you break something else. That's how it is. Let's just throw him in the Sandman. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. He can deserve a slot. We'll just kick out, like, Magneto for him. <laughs> right. And then, so those were the card changes, and there were just the last thing to close out with this patch was some general updates. One is the that the infinite rank players now will only play against other infinite infinite rank players on ladder. I think I experienced some benefit from this because I'm not in infinite yet. I got to like 87, 88, then I. Uh, found my way 10 ranks in the not good direction back <laughs> down to like 70 I was in like in the 70s for a bit 75 all the way back and then the patch happened and I started playing sand so I think the combination of playing sandman and also not playing infinite rank players anymore in 70s right now I'm back to like low eight I'm 83 84 again oh that's good um... so I've experienced or seen some like Good change for that. Or have you seen... Well, so you being an infinite, have you seen like the quality of play or competition be tighter or better? So, in my... So, being an infinite, nobody snaps anymore. Unless it's like a mission. Because what's the point? There's no point. So, rarely do people snap. Um, oh, but I thought you could say that both ways. Because if it's... You don't care, then you just snap or anyways, right? Yeah, it's just an extra button push that's like meaningless right <laughs> um and i face a lot of agatha players and also a lot of bots because all the farmers yeah because our pools are lesser now so they have to fill them with more bots uh just to so you don't wait like you know an hour to find something to play so that's what i've experienced like i've gotten like the same either agatha or bot player like several times in a row um so that's it's a little bit of a change that, you know, I think it's good for the general community. And if you're infinite already, you, what do you really care, right? Until they announce, like, something else. Like the whole ranking system. So I think it's fine. Um, the only the only double-edged sword I would see with being a player that's not hit infinite is sometimes you get those infinite players that would donate cubes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you don't get that anymore. Especially um, to the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a welcome change because most people were complaining like, oh, why do I, you know, hit all these infinite players? It's not fair. So it would be yeah, more... Yeah, last season I noticed that right away when I got yeah. to 70. <laughs> it's just all infinite Why? Well, because cause of the card backs, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, look at this, look at this. Um... I think that's the biggest change of, um, or sorry, of this general pool of points that we'll go over. The next is some shop details. Yeah. Uh, token shop, that is. 
getting changed. So now it's it's still one screen slot, but you can swipe left or right, like this carousel. Right. To see either um, ultimate variant or the current uh, series five card or the series four slash five cards that you're missing. Yeah. And then is the series three also in that carousel or no? Uh, so no, the series three is one below that in a separate shop. It's one screen. Yeah. Okay, it's a separate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can pick up a free series three card if you're missing one. Um, and once you collect that, you have to wait till next month to get a new card. Yeah. I like that. That's like, you don't, I was, I, yeah, you, you don't want to scroll like four screens back and forth to keep looking at what's available. It's very yeah. convenient to just have one screen to see. Cause yeah, in the carousel, it's on this, um, you can, in the periphery, see what's it's cycle to, and then you can swipe and pin and grab as needed. So I think that's good. Yeah, and it's nice, like, if you were saving up for that card for the week, um, you know, he'll show up right away in that new shop, and you can buy him with uh, tokens. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I noticed that for the new card, you cannot pin it. Yep. And it will automatically cycle out, like, the current new card when the next new card comes in. Right. So yep. if you want Jeff the Baby Land Shark, you should get him this week. Yeah, I think so for this month I would say for all of all the cards or for the three cards, Snowguard, Jeff, and Stegron, I think I mean Stegron hasn't come out yet. No. But Jeff is a lot of fun. Yeah. Can we talk about Jeff for a second? Cause, yeah, sure. Because we didn't cover him. So so Jeff is the new card this week. He is Oh yeah, oh jeez, we talked about <laughs> the patch. Yeah. So he's a two cost three power card. And his text is, nothing can stop Jeff from being played or moved. So, um, yeah, you can play him into Professor X. You can play him into a flooded lane that you created with Storm. You can play him in locations where it says, cannot play a card here. You can play him locations that says, only a six card can be played here. You can play him on Space Throne where it says, only one card can be played here, except for Jeff. Um... So I've been trying to mess around with like a deck that creates these locations, like creating a Professor X, uh, or creating like multiple like flooding lanes, and it's okay. It's not like game breaking, right? Um, but where he does shine is just throwing him in a random deck, and when those bad locations show up, you know, all of a sudden it's like, whoop, the unexpected Jeff, you can win that lane. Yeah, it's like a M'Baku type of thing on turn six, right? He's a controllable M'Baku, right? I, I kind of feel like M'Baku's power is always shows up in your hand. Because right? <laughs> <laughs> his power is, is, if he's in your deck, he'll just show up at the end of the game. But like more often than not, he's not. <laughs> he just shows up in your hand. It doesn't work. What are your thoughts on Jeff? I can't believe we completely forgot to, like we skipped over Baby Shark here. <laughs> So apologies for that, folks. Apologies to Jeff. I wasn't planning on buying any cards this month because I was saving for next month. But then I saw, of course, I got suckered into some, <laughs> I think the trailer or just watching someone else play. I'm like, oh, he looks fun. I'm going to buy him. Yeah. So I bought him. I did the same as you, like trying to scam him into other places where people are not expecting him to show up. Right. 
Uh, also, in addition to the location scams, it's the playing advantage. So with cards like Electro and Sandman, where limit you on how many, or basically one card per turn. Right. Jeff Jeff can be your second card to be played that turn. So I thought I was doing a lot of this like turn six playing Jeff, playing a, a five cost card with, and then play Jeff as a unexpected turn and it sort of worked but not again not as consistent as I would like I was trying to like Captain Marvel Jeff um Arrow Jeff so <laughs> yeah so like because they're not expecting to me have a second card show up I think in the other position right um it's what I do like one thing <laughs> The the devs and the art like very subtle interact or uh, visualizations. The art or the animation that the card does when you play the card, it has this like water splashing sound effect, but also the card it, as opposed to like a physical card that you would just lay flat on the table. <laughs> the card, it's as if one side of the card was the shark tail, and it does this like flip as if it's diving into the water. Yeah, it's very cool. It. I like it. Just these, like, super, you know, uh, they could have just made the animation the same as the other regular animation, right? But they took the time to make it unique yeah. for this new card, to make it consistently themed with, like, the character, like, all these little things. It, it's 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 well it's well received. I, I I like these, like, attention to detail. Yeah, I things. think it's, yeah, it's awesome. Like you said, like, they could just sound like, oh, flips upside down. But every, like, I feel like every single card has, like, that little bit of uniqueness to them, which makes it cool. Yeah, and I seen, what was it? It was probably in the patch notes, but I didn't read all of it, like, some visual effects uh, improvements. There was this one location where, it's the one where you, if you only have one card in the location, that card gets plus five power. Yeah. But, and now when that happens, there's, like, a little whirlpool effect going on. To very like obviously flag for you that this card is getting that bonus. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah, and they updated the game board a little bit for a little more like animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty. And there's a whole new game board too. Yeah, I like that. And then uh, the other sound effect I noticed was Cam Lehigh now does like a do 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 right to announce the arrival yes. of a random three with card. The, yeah, because before <laughs> it was just the trumpet, but yeah. with not the sound, right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, one combo I was doing with Jeff, just for, like, fun, is I would play Storm, who would flood the lane, and then I would play Shuri as my next card. And then I would play Jeff. <laughs> in the Storm lane? Yeah, in the Storm lane. So, like, what the heck is this guy doing? And then I would play Jeff into that lane. And then... Okay, wait, okay. Let me, <laughs> sorry, look, if, would you play Jeff into that lane on the turn immediately after? No, i play Shuri immediately after. Sorry, sorry. Uh, after you played Shuri, was yes. the next card Jeff, or Jeff. was the next card? Okay, so what I was wondering. Yes. Say you didn't play Jeff right away. Yes. You just played out the rest of the game on the other locations, just pretending that you screwed up or something. Yes. And then what if you did turn six Jeff back into the Shuri lane? Would yep. it get that double? No, it has to be the immediate. Do the next card you play has to be played in that location. So if you played a card somewhere else, then Shuri's power is gone. 
So, oh. Yeah. So what I would do is I would play Storm. Yeah, yeah sorry. It reads, if you play your next card. So yeah. you can't... It doesn't like how you call... It doesn't like hold the power until... No. So like if you if you yank the card away with Arrow, you can't mm-hmm. play another card into that location and hope to double it. Like her power is just gone. Um, but the combo is you play Storm, you play Sherry in that lane, so they're like, what the heck's going on? Uh, and then you play Jeff, so Jeff becomes a six power card, and if you're winning that lane, you could leave him there, or you could like move, move him out, yeah, yeah, move him out afterwards, right? Into yeah, that's else. a good one. Yeah, so that's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not that great, but it's fun for like memes and trolls and everything, you know. Well, I don't know, like, well, g- compare that against the. The OG Storm combo, which is Storm and then Jessica Jones, right? Yeah, or Storm so Juggernaut. But, yeah, okay, Storm Juggernaut. Yeah. yeah, so like, is it better than those two? Probably not, but no. it's kind of funny. It's just it's... funny because, like, why is this guy playing Shuri here? Like, did he mess up? Is this a bot? Like, no, it's for Jeff, right? My friend. <laughs> yeah, so that's sort of the thing I can do. I, I guess you could, like, maybe, like, do some sort of movement deck around that. I haven't thought that far yet. I just wanted to like do the Storm Shuri troll. Yeah, sorry. You mean like put Jeff into a movement deck? Yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen shells where he's yeah like with the what's it called the usual suspects and he's um I saw another one where it was with um Moon Girl and Miles Morales. Oh, uh, okay. So you copy Miles. Then you move Jeff, then you can play like two miles plus whatever on the last turn for good value. Like mm-hmm. one five, one five. That's not bad. Very interesting. Because it's like a better Nightcrawler in that in some ways, because you can't get destroyed randomly by Killmonger. Um Yeah, some some interesting gimmick I would call them gimmicky. <laughs> Jeff I is very them... gimmicky. I wouldn't call them like meta defining, but yeah. it's still it's yeah it's a fun card. Yeah, I agree. Uh, is he worth six thousand? I don't know. If you like doing that well, sort you, of thing, you bought him with like your refund money. I bought him with money that I saved up from the to- from Tuesday. Oh, sorry, you didn't get the refund yet when no, you bought him. No, okay. I bought him and then I got the refund, so I'm sitting on like a pretty like ten thousand tokens now. Yeah, so you'll be ready for May. Yeah. So yeah. so with May we have, uh, in addition to all the cards that we've we've previewed, we have bundles coming out for May, and these bundles were data mined. And there's the nice chart over at Snap Zone, yeah, for those who want to refer to it. And we or me when I looked at this, I always want tokens in my bundles. I don't care about boosters or art or variants uh i want tokens because tokens is what buys me cards and there is a very attractive token bundle next month and it's called the beautiful beyond compare bundle and it was so for this bundle ten thousand tokens it's basically it's almost two cards two season five cards anyways or three i guess season four cards right and you get for 10,000 tokens, 500 credits, 5,000, 500 gold, sorry. Um, and I think there's a variant 
the collector variant and an avatar. Yep. You get all of that for a hundred bucks, <clears throat> U.S. dollars. Yeah, and three hundred and ten collector boosters. Oh yeah, okay. Don't forget the boosters. <laughs> don't forget the boosters. Um. So I saw a tweet about this where somebody was trying to encourage people to not buy this to as a way to voice your your thoughts and your opinions. Right. Boycott almost, you know, what the economy is like. And I replied, you know, reminding this person that actually, if you think about it from a token per gold ratio. This right. is way better. This is the best that we've seen to date. Better than the Token Tuesdays. Yes. And the the math behind it is if you take reminding again people that if you take the one so yeah, it's always like this one hundred, that's real money, right? Like if you were to take that and go buy eight thousand gold and then use that gold to buy Token Tuesdays. Right you would end up using like the it's about point we know that's like around 0.9 uh tokens per gold you would have so if you spent 8000 gold you would have maybe around that 7000 tokens right and you'd have to do it every tuesday so you would need like 10 12 tuesdays to do that versus just buy this one coming up all at once and you get 10k so like which is the better deal and yeah. some people will say, "Well, I'm, I'm free to play. I only spend gold. That's yeah. fine. Mm -hmm. But it's also fine too if someone wants to spend money to take away the pain, the pain point, if you would, of waiting, having right. some time pass yep. to acquire these currencies. Then the option is there for for those people." Yeah, like if if you're gonna spend, then this is a better deal, right? And just yeah, buying the gold, you, now, right? That's um, right. If if you're gonna buy any, like basically, like I'm not gonna buy gold next month. I'm just gonna buy this. Right. I usually have to buy gold every month in order to acquire the um credits to then open the chest to do the whole rigan rigmarole. Right. Which is just I hate. I don't have to swipe up. I don't have to tap tap tap. I just push the button. I get charged the money, and I get a ten thousand in my credit uh, token. Sorry, in my token balance, and that's more efficient. Perfect. Yeah. And if you're free to play, then it doesn't matter what this costs. You're free to play, right? Even if this costs like a quarter, you're supposed to be free to play, so don't buy it. So. Well, yeah, in <laughs> the in theory, the you as a free to play or everybody. After some time has passed, you everyone will eventually get the cards. Yes, when like, they drop to series three, and then you get it in the monthly in the rotation. Like I don't see any inherent like over benefit of getting all the cards early because you know it's not like one card is more powerful than another. Right? They designed it that way. That's why they have OTA changes and balance patches and stuff like that. So it's not like you have to have the newest card to win right yes so and it's sometimes it's the fomo yeah because you see others play with it and then you want to try and yeah i get roped that way today or whatever <laughs> this week yeah so i'm not immune to it but when i when it's it's not as hard when it's like a snow guard where it's obviously a bad card right 
where Jeff is like borderline good, but also fun. And fun is why I play the game most of the time. I don't really care if I'm. I'd like to win and be infinite every month, but I haven't had yeah. that happen. So. Yeah. See, so we're kind of like opposite players because, like, I just buy the seasons pass, but I've hit infinite like every season. So yeah, it's not. And I've <laughs> only hit infinite once. Almost hit infinite a couple other times, but on those months I was just playing around with the other fun cards and trying out new things. Yeah, I like if you enjoy the way you play the game, then just play it that way. As long as you're having fun, right? Don't worry what other people are buying. I don't think it matters. Right. Yeah. So the. I mean, that's the bundle. That's. There's still going to be, even though it's data mine, there's still going to be those who uh, don't follow as closely and will be having the sticker price shock when it shows up on May whatever, uh, May 2nd, I think. It's going to be available for the whole month, I think, is how they, or the whole season. So May 2nd to yeah. May 30th or May 29th. So don't freak out. The money's You'll not... You have all month to decide. You yeah. can, if you can make, save $25 a week, mm -hmm. U.S., yep. But you have into the end of the month, you can still, uh, you know, check it out. But also remember that the money doesn't come out of your wallet magically. If you don't want to spend the money, don't spend the money. It's fine. Don't worry about it. That's all I would say about that. Yeah. And you'll have <laughs> to, unfortunately, ignore it when you log into the shop every day because it's going to be at the top. Hey. I still that's by, des that's by design. I still stare at the Captain America bundle that I haven't bought every single time. So yeah. You have Captain America though? I have Captain America, but I never oh, okay. bought the bundle. So that is gonna be there forever. At least this collector bundle will disappear. I will always stare at the at the Captain America bundle. I think there's there's some other bundles uh coming out this month that have um that are a bit cheaper. There's like a ten dollar bundle that has like Groot, and or is that the Earth Day bundle for coming tomorrow? Does that's the one with like Groot and Hella doing the gardening? Yeah, so that's coming out. Is that tomorrow's bundle? I believe so. Yeah, it's tomorrow Earth Day. Yeah, I don't have that up here. It's oh, it's Saturday, not tomorrow. Earth Day's on the 22nd. Tomorrow's Friday. Okay. So, the... Um, okay, let's put it this way. Season 5 cards, as you can see, you'll spend, you know, 50 100 to $100 of real-world money to get the tokens to buy the card. If you can get a card you want for under that, you should just buy it. So, if you, can get Cap if you don't have Captain America and you haven't bought the package yet, mm -hmm. buy the Captain America for $5. <laughs> there you go. Or in this case, the um, baby Groot or Hella. Yeah. I'm trying to find the price. I can't. I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was, but you get like a, a gardener, Hella, and Groot doing some gardening. It'd be cool if they had more like people doing earthly things. Or Earth Day. 
Earth 616. It's a $10 bundle, 400 gold, 400 credits. And those two uh, variants, I believe. So if you don't have those cards, if you get this bundle, you'll have them, right? Yes. Yeah, it's correct. So it's not a requirement to have the base card in order to buy this bundle. You can just buy it outright. Okay, and then you'll get Groot and Hella if you don't have them. I'm just trying to find the picture because I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, so Hella's wearing her whole costume. Oh, the site's not low. Groot. Oh, Groot's on a swing. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. Groot, it's baby Groot on a swing. Okay, okay. It, maybe that is from his own body. It's attached to a tree. That's funny. Okay. We solved the mystery. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's where you... I think for... I mean, sorry, going back to the May bundles, that's the one I care about the most. They're still doing the Token Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, the other bundles are... A lot of them cost... Sorry, for the gold. The, the bundles that cost gold... They are of, like, you could say, not as good value, unit cost basis, nor do they give you many, very many tokens yeah. or very good cosmetics. I would say just pass. Don't even... I mean, I would pass. I was going to pass anyways. Right. Uh, on a lot of these ones, because I just want the tokens. And, and the token, token Tuesdays. Yeah, I think tokens are, like, infinitely more valuable than credits. Right. What is your end goal for credits anyways? To get tokens, right? New cards, exactly. tokens. To so. open the chest. Yeah. So just skip that step. And get your tokens. And then just remember, we covered this before on, on a previous Snap Poo Pod. And again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a tax professional. But depending on where you live, you can see some advantages, some efficiencies if you buy your purchases directly through the Marvel Snap website. Um, you can get, in in our case, in my case, no, sorry, so in Canada, Canadian dollars to Philippine pesos, which, which you pick the little flag picker, which currency you want to pick. There's uh, on the uh, currency conversion, there's some savings to be had because the base cost is different or better. And then also... You don't get charged your local sales tax if you buy this way. So we're getting like almost like 20% um, versus buying through iOS. So far, what we're seeing. And Second Dinner also gets a better cut because they don't have to pay those uh, distribution fees from said developers or uh, the hardware like Apple, Google. Um, Steam store. Yeah, so there's your uh, Snafu official life hack. There we go. <laughs> but I'm not a tax professional, so you should check with your own yeah. uh, accountant. Everyone's tax situation is different, and if this will work for you. Yeah, we are not financial advisors, and this is not financial advice. So take this with a grain of salt. But if you're listening in the Philippines, go right ahead. That's <laughs> for you. Um. You know, you, you talked about Sandman a lot, and normally I don't really care about variants, but I did see a very interesting variant bundle for Sandman. 
I think I know which one you're talking about. So it's actually well, I saw it too. Yeah. And I didn't think too much about it until I saw someone else say the thing I think I think you're about to say. So the bundle is actually called I Don't Like Sandman. So um it's three thousand gold, you get two thousand collector tokens, a thousand credits, but you get this really cool Sandman variant where if he's doing the whole salt bay thing, but with sand. So I also refers to like so salt bay like being salty. I don't like Sandman. That whole reference thing. I thought that was kind of cool. And he has the same glasses as Salt Bay, that uh, Turkish steak entrepreneur on TikTok. If you don't know who he is, look yeah. him up. Yeah. <laughs> or don't look him up. It's a rabbit hole you don't want to go down. <laughs> but I, I thought saw that was it. Cool. I didn't think much of it. Then I, when I saw Salt Bay side by side, <laughs> yeah. then I thought, oh, that was smart. Yeah, that's cool. You don't but like then I thought, was it a coincidence that it was drawn like that? Probably not, right? Like they, no. He has the whole salt bay, like how he salts his the food. Pinch. The pinch. Yeah, he has the sunglasses, you know. Right, you're right. Okay, because yeah. the sunglasses could have been any shape. any. They could have been circles or squares. Yep. They were very distinctly rounded, just like... Okay, just like, okay, just, just like salt, okay. Yeah, so is this like a prediction for the future? Is like, you don't like Sandman? Stay salty. We're not changing him, you know? Is that like a little a little message? I don't know. Oh, and now <laughs> he's in the meta. So, <laughs> wait, so is this available to buy? Uh, in June. It's coming? June 20th to June 27th. Oh, it's June. Yeah, okay, yeah. so that's, listen, we got, okay, we're so far in the future on this pod sometimes. <laughs> we'll make sure to cover that in depth on another episode. Yeah. I, I just saw oh. it. I, I thought I'd do a little okay, so hope, speculation. Hopefully Sandman will still be good in like two months time from now. A month yeah. and a half. I mean, I think that's what they're saying, right? You don't like him? Stay salty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think... I mean, we have... Um, we still have another couple of weeks here in the season. Right. I I'm stuck where I'm stuck at in the ladder. I'm hoping to get out of this um if I don't make it an infinite, I don't care if but I at the very least want that five hundred gold at ninety. Right. Would be like a goal that I hope I can reach. And otherwise it's just gonna be hopefully salmon doesn't get too boring after like <laughs> next week this time although i think stegron next week will be useful for shutting down well maybe not because these especially the sandman even though with like for sandman like you end up playing just one card per turn right for the last say two turns right um and stegron will be good to get rid of a card in a lane but if you run doom with like odin you end up clogging the board up anyways yeah like there's a ways around Sandman, right? Like like you said, you can play Doctor Doom, who drops two of his Doom clones on either side of him. You can play Ultron, who drops one, yeah, you know, card so drones and powers. Patriot has been yeah doing good good rounds, but but at the same time, you can't the natural card if you would you cannot do um, Enchantress. Or you can, but it seems like a waste. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and but I mean, Sam is a turn five card anyways, right? So just deal with it, right? I mean, usually you're playing... It It does stop Hit Monkey for sure, but usually on turn six, you're playing that one big card, right? So I, I mean, if you're not if you're not a hit monkey deck, and yeah. if you're not a, if you're not playing Sarah, because some Sarah decks like playing, like with Sarah and Zabu, they'll want to play three cards out. Yeah, well then you know what you do then you walk, retreat, don't play there it out. Go. There you go. So there was um, the last thing I wanted we wanted to cover. I wanted to share was I mentioned this about a month ago. Ben Brode was invited to the GDC, the Game Developer Conference, right? to give a talk on the development process of Marvel Snap and, and Hearthstone as well. Now, that uh, the video of that recording was released earlier this week, and Ben Brode you know, tweeted it out to share with everyone. So it's a, it was about an hour long. I, I gave it a watch. I'm interested in like this kind of thing where they talk out thought process behind why things are the way they are. And I'll I encourage everyone to to watch it or listen to it just like how you listen to us. But I want to maybe sprinkle in some of the things I thought were funny and interesting. And if you're if it's uh, meets your interest, then definitely I'll, we'll link it, and you can check out the whole the whole thing. And he he does his, the very Ben Brode voice with the Ben Brode laugh. And he's <laughs> wearing his red his red flannel shirt. So the he makes um he starts off the talk by having this theme. You'll appreciate this, Kaima. He has a theme of or analogy of. Game, video game designers are like chefs, okay? Okay. So you give a, a chef a set of ingredients, and or you give two different chefs the same set of ingredients, and one chef, flour, water, tomato, basil, and cheese. Right. One chef will make like a spaghetti pasta, and another chef will like bake you a pizza. Right. And it's just to like the, to their interpretation of how to use these things. So he was trying to he was using that as a peg for game designers. And basically, game designers are always like borrowing ideas, stealing ideas, if you would, from other games, right. and then like mashing them together to make their their own game, right? Yeah. So this is how um, Marvel Snap came to be with a lot of the features. So the I didn't know this. So like the the cube. Yes. System or the, the the batting system. That's that's from Backgammon, which I've never played before. Oh, okay. So Backgammon has this um, mechanic where you can you play like normal in every game, whether you win or lose is like one point for the winner, like a flat system. And then there's the betting cube in Backgammon, which is this dice that can be. It goes like. Um, doubles every time. It's a special die. It's like one, or I think it starts at two. Two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four. So our game, if we choose to keep betting against each other, it can be worth up to sixty-four. And then by wagering like such a high amount, that puts 
such the stakes are much greater and it the stress can be different on 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 the game right it's like so higher they, stakes yeah so they took that's where that was the inspiration for um the cube in snap right and the um the locations i can't remember the name of the board game but there was a surprising amount of inspiration like a lot of the inspiration came from these tabletop or traditional games not a lot from other video games so the the fact that like three locations exist was from another game which i failed to write down here so i won't you could almost spoil it um and the simultaneous reveal of the cards like at the same time we flipped that was from another board game he played called like Lord of the Rings, which had that mechanic, and he wanted to reproduce that. Okay. Um. And oh, in Clash Royale, which is this other, it was a mobile game, which I've never played, but it looks very fun and addictive. He copied, or he was really jealous of that game. That game came out after Hearthstone. And what he liked about that game was that it was like minimum like five minutes a game really quick really quick yeah so he needed that all of these features and and to make his like his interpretation of what would be like the best or perfect card game um no i'm I'm forgetting i remember the story that i forgot to tell so he was when they quit so he quit blizzard back in 2018 so him and someone named howard chu i believe it was just them two second dinner and they had to come up with ideas of what the game was going to be like. Right. And they said they, they mocked up Marvel Snap in two days <laughs> on on physical cards. So oh, like he, okay. he he took his old business cards from Blizzard because he didn't need them anymore. <laughs> and then on the backs of them, there's a funny picture. It's like he wrote out like Galactus wrote two numbers and has this power and wrote out mystique and wrote out like all the cards that we, that we know today. <laughs> and then them two were playing, they were playing Marvel snap with these business cards. That's awesome. That's, that's <laughs> how they like, so over two days, they like got some core, um, design figured out. And right. the first, well, the first, the very first game they played or one of the games they played that didn't had, had no lanes. But they, they just so just like just an open board one like just played it out and at the end of the game they, they you know they both said to each other like this sucks like <laughs> what is this makes no like there's nothing there's no context was the word he used so the the analogy he said he I don't know if this is a true story I think he said that he participated in rock paper scissors tournaments like okay. in person and. Rock, paper, scissors is like a very simple game, you know, uh, with one in three chance of getting something right. And But as part of the tournament play, before every match that you would like go out, go against somebody, there was a taunting. There was one minute of taunting. Right. So the player could trash talk, could hype up the other player, like mind games basically. So okay. some people would come dressed up in these costumes, like Edward Scissors hands costumes or <laughs> rock costumes, like making you think or double doubt yourself. 
or just spend the whole minute just like talking in your ear and going like you were saying like scissors 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 or rock 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 and then when it's time to play like you play rock or you play scissors you don't know <laughs> yes it's a so whole he, mind game right so he used that that was the analogy for like let's put locations on the board that have like mojo world like more the most cards here have a hundred plus points right and then by just doing that that gives both players an incentive to play there but also the counterplay opportunity now presents itself right yeah i thought that was a funny um a funny story oh that's interesting uh, um i was just doing a quick google search and one of ben Brode's top book recommendations is the official rock paper scissors strategy guide there you go. So yeah, in this talk, he recommends, um, I think he does recommend a book, but also recommends various other lectures from GDC around game design and why it's good to, um, there was one about randomness in a game. There was another one about user experience or the f first time user experience was the acronym, like the happiness of a player and why it's important to keep that into account so that they'll want to come back and keep playing your game. Right. Um, yeah, give it a listen. I don't know if I should, I wrote down a bunch of other things, but I don't want to spoil it all. I just thought that rock, the rock, paper, scissors was a, was a funny thing. I want to enter a rock, paper, scissors tournament and only play rock and see how far I get. But then you should go wearing a Edward Scissors hands costume. <laughs> or no, just, just wear all rock, right? Cause maybe they won't expect it. No, no, he's playing something double, else. No, yeah, you the, want the double mind game. Yeah, the double troll. No, he is playing rock. It's always rock. He's not going to play rock again, is he? Yes. Or just wear a shirt that says always rock. Yeah, because that's... I wish there would be more of that at the live Marvel Snap tournaments, too. I don't know how you would do that, or... That would be... Um, yeah, that would be very cool. That. That'd be funny. It would just add a dimension or element that doesn't exist in the online world. Yeah, like if they have like everybody's like WWE entrance and you walk in. Yeah, know. it reminded me <laughs> of wrestling too. Like yeah. the whole, uh, the mic, the promos before the actual match, the build up, the plot. Yeah. Even though yes, like wrestling is scripted, but um, makes it for high, like high entertainment value. Yeah, that adds to everything. The okay, though, no, there was one more thing I, I, nice little nugget I he mentioned was that when they were prototyping the game, they made they were also prototyping a 2v2 version of the game, like oh. in, with phys, physical cards. Okay, so in the 2v2 mode, there was five locations on the table, right? And you had to win, your team had to win three of the five. And I thought it, I don't know why he mentioned it, or maybe does that mean like it could be uh, something in the future in the pipeline that could be, that could add like some life into the game when it gets to some point where people don't like playing it that much anymore. Yeah. That, that'd be a very cool like mechanic to add. Um, yeah. I mean like and that, it would be the same game. I'm sure there would be, and then there could be on top of that when you have your, um, your teams, your decks maybe, you'd have some rule like between the two players it has to be, say, 24 unique cards, right? Yeah. Maybe there's that part of it too. Yeah, um, like on the development roadmap, there is a place for like 
guilt like way into the future. So yeah, uh, that would be interesting. I mean, it's like a what's it called? It's a true team or not make a true. It would be a what it's ver- like how we call um Street Fighter team tournaments we used to go to in the past where it's basically still playing Street Fighter one on one. Right. But you're just playing one after another person. Yeah. And that's not really changing too much of the game itself. Whereas this five locations win three is a very different game beast using the same engine. Yeah. I mean once if and when they like implement guilds, that would be like a cool like game mode to have, like two V two, things of that nature. Like I think the only thing lacking in this game is like a sense of community that is on other online games. Because um, yeah. there's no guilds, there's no real chat, right? Other than Miss Marvel all the time. That's pretty toxic. So I think if they do like teams or guilds in the future, I think that would be very interesting. People get more cliquey, more competitive. I think it just helps the whole nature of the game. Even like the conquest mode that's coming up, I'm very excited about that. This is another level. So yeah, whatever game designs or you know inspirations that Ben Broken pull, I'm all for it. Yeah, he's he's very pa- I can tell from you know his like body language and his these nonverbal cues. He's very <laughs> passionate about game development, game design. So if he's if he's working on a game, we'll know that it's in the best. It's in the right place going to be the best game it can possibly be and he um yeah like i'll any card game he makes i'll play or even if it's not a card game i guess i'll like i'll try it i'll try it out yeah he just strikes me as the kind of guy that just likes games yeah yeah so he he posted a picture of when he was a kid he would take his his dad's old business cards and make card games on the back of those <laughs> So, like, as a child, this is what he's always wanted to do, and he still does and has a career of it uh, now as an adult. How much do you think those business cards are worth now? Oh, good question. I don't know. <laughs> even the Blizzard ones. Even, yeah, these will, like, go in a museum, a video game, you know, histor- history museum at some point in the future, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, he lives in California, so they have, like, um, in the Bay Area, they have a museum like that. Remember what it's called, hmm. where they have these re- 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 replicas or artifacts. Yeah, that would be cool. I think I just like the whole idea of like him and some other guy just sitting in a bar or some restaurant or something and just <laughs> playing these random. Trying to come up with yeah, a game. trying to come up with a game of like business cards. I think that's very cool. And just like well, so that completely okay. So I'll, I'll leave one more. He was asking for um, another person he looked up to. Uh, he was a board game designer he's made tons of board games and he's like where do you get all your ideas to you know to to just make good quality games and and he told him to go to the um board game conventions ah conference halls that are just like tables and tables full of games of from like well established publishers from indie developers and you just 
the, the analogy he uses, it's it's like you as the chef going to the grocery store and you're just looking for your ingredients. Right. And you just kind of walk around for a little bit, get some ideas, go back home, and then mix them up to make your game. That's a good analogy. Yeah, so you just do your groceries, make your make make the next snap, you know, no problem. <laughs> so yeah, so what he I could tell what he likes doing more for sure is like coming up with the core gameplay elements. Yeah. Versus spending the joke was okay. So like me, yeah, two days we got the game done, but really what happened was that the next four years was obviously like having to code it up, all the art, all that stuff. But the the progression system and the currencies, that is what was taking, I think, to nail down to what it is today. And even they still had to keep changing it after after it launched. Yeah. That is what it took um, more time. So he he elaborates on on why that why that was. Yeah. But essentially, the core gameplay was like there in these guys' heads at that. Restaurant and bar. The, the very <laughs> early stages and very quick. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Just like a couple of guys is geeking out over it. like, no, how about this card? Or this card? That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. They figured it out. Yeah. So check that out. We'll, I'll throw that link in the pod. Um, give it a listen. Yeah, it's about an hour. And and hopefully you enjoy Hopefully I gave you a little bit teaser enough for you to check that out. And you can... You can tweet Ben Brode after you listen to it, and um, I want to ask him actually. I didn't. I'm gonna ask him how many red flannel shirts do you own? Because every <laughs> everywhere public I've seen you, you're always having that shirt on. So what's going on there? Maybe he's like a superhero, and he just has like a is like is like them. Levi's Levi's sponsoring you, or or to to wear this for them or whatever you know make you got. <laughs> you should do a, a cribs for Ben Brode's place, and you just open up his closet, and it's just all red flannel shirts. Could be, could be. <laughs> All right, so let's let's call it there. So we, if you've made it to this point, we want to say thanks again. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're doing while you're listening, thank you again for taking the time to make us part of your day. And make sure to tune in again next week at the same, same snap, snap time. time. Same, same snap. snap channel Channel. stay safe and snap foo thanks guys